Hi, and welcome to Shepherd's Fold Ministries for today's encouragement podcast. I'm Brent Van Hook, and I want to welcome you to this podcast today. You can learn more about us at shepherdsfoldministries.com. We're going to hear part A of my interview with Dr. Jim Dunn, president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, and we're going to pick up in the interview at a spot where I have asked him to tell us a little bit more about himself. Absolutely. I currently serve as president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, located in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. It's a Christian liberal arts university that uh, has uh, degree work for high schoolers all the way through uh, doctoral level degrees and uh, just a, a place that's uh, I'm very fond of personally because I went to school here. I did my bachelor's degree here uh, back when the dinosaurs roamed on the campus 37 <laughs> years ago and has uh, a great place uh, in my heart. Uh, but I pastored uh, local churches after finishing at Asbury Seminary uh, went straight from here to the Asbury and then pastored for 15 years, was a denominational leader in the Wesleyan Church located in Indianapolis, Indiana for uh, 15 years and felt compelled to consider this and was elected in a pool of persons who had been in uh, higher, higher education for a long time. I was uh, the Lone Ranger in the candidate pool who had never worked for a university before. And they went with me, felt compelled to do it, and called to be here. So just finishing up my second year as president at what we call OKWU. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it's been fun connecting with you, Jim. Uh, we have figured out that we attended Asbury and barely missed each other as fellow students, but we had some of the same professors, and so we have a uh, a kind of a kindred spirit as far as education and the direction God is leading us. And so it's my honor to have you as a special guest to bring encouragement to ministers today. That's great. Thank you. Hey, I want to raise a couple questions and then I'd like to get your insights regarding these. So here's the first one, Jim. Why are ministers important? What comes to mind when I raise that question? You know, I think of today and what's going on in culture and even the culture of the church. So you have this internal and external culture. And um, I, I really believe that we need someone, we need some ones, men and women who are able to cut through whatever it is that's happening with the, basically the, the you know, perspective of God in everything. And one of the things I learned from some of those seminary professors was, you know, the Bible's about God. It's not about you. And so I suppose the purpose driven life and Rick Warren kind of twisted that around and, and used that phrase a little bit, which is fine and love Rick and what he does and love pastors, but, you know, to not just offer an anti-cultural message today, but a counter cultural message is so necessary today. So if I had to say anything uh, out of a, a long, long list of why, why pastor, why be involved in ministry, why lead people in the way of the cross, why lead people to point their feet toward heaven, why encourage someone to consider their, their destiny and their future and their eternity. Um, we really need leaders who will expose people to the truths of God today when everything is up for grabs and everything is kind of cafeteria style Christianity. I like, I like what that says about 
salvation and eternity. I'm not so sure I like the Brussels sprouts of having to forgive my neighbor. You know, <laughs> going, down the, going down the cafeteria line and uh -huh. uh, taking a look at being self-aware in our own creativeness, our creative nature, that God made us who we are and wants to utilize us the way that he has made us and wants to transform us out of our carnal nature into everlasting life and goodness and joy. It's really, really a necessary role that is needed to, I guess, if you want an alliteration, I've got one for you today, to yeah. expose who God is, meaning reveal who God is and what his truth is in a day where there is no truth, where we don't even know what the truth is. I mean, how many conspiracy theories are out there right now about masks or vaccines or uh, you know, what the pandemic was and who started it. Well, now we can't find out who started it and whose fault is it and, and what's the scientific, let's follow the science. I don't even know what science means anymore in some of these definitions and really am, am flabbergasted to listen to some of the rationale. I was in a, a call, maybe too much information amongst college presidents and and we were talking about athletics and how to finish the year. And, and this was in the fall of, of 2020. And, you know, should, should football players wear masks because they're right across from the line of each other and they're going to breathe and spit on each other, you know, and, and pass the virus. And, and one of them literally said, you know, the science says that, that the net, and I'm not kidding you, the net in volleyball Will, that will be a barrier between any kind of transmission of germs or, or, or virus you know, molecules and things like that. And I, I had to turn my camera off. It was a Zoom call and had to turn it off because I was just shaking my head. Like what in the world? You mean that permeable net that has a great big hole, you know, the four inch holes in it, like a volleyball net's going to stop the virus, but a mask. I, anyway, we have our protocols. We're trying to get through it shooting darts in the dark is what I call it. And that's kind of what our culture is doing. We don't even yeah. know what we're aiming at. We don't even know what kind of darts we have. And yet a pastor and a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, men and women who are called by God, they do know what's in their hand and they do know what the correct message is. We don't have to go very far. We can expose who God is. And it's not just expository preaching, but that's the concept. What does the Bible say? What does the truth of God say today in the midst of this chaos? That's one piece. And then I, I really do think it's, it's the, the, the purpose of your ministry, Shepherd's Fold, is to encourage how much hope is needed today. We, we should be uh, dealers of hope. I was, I was told mm -hmm. by a guy one time in, in the southern part of the country, he said, you're just like a drug dealer. You know that? And I had just finished preaching. Like, whoa, time out. I didn't say anything about you know, any stash or hash or any kind of drug or legalized marijuana. I didn't say anything. What are you talking about? He said, you're a dealer of hope and I like it. And so we should have an optimistic grace. We should believe in transformation. We should believe that God is at work and we should believe and hold out for the souls of humankind to make their way to Christ and, and uh, to look at people with not yet eyes and encourage them to make strides in their walk with Christ. I walk around our campus. I see uh, persons. I was just at a baseball game and, and uh, just the other day pulled a couple of the superstars aside. I said, listen, honor Christ in everything you do, including when you're at bat, including when you're pitching and 
you know, maybe you've been threatened to throw a bean ball at somebody and hit them and, you know, you just whatever you do, do it as unto Christ and just trying to be an encouragement everywhere you go. And I have a story about that. And then the third thing, since I'm on the ease, expose, encourage, and equip. It's our job, Ephesians 4.12, as ministers of the gospel, to equip the saints for ministry. And uh, actually did my dissertation on that in a demon at Trinity Evangelical. It's something where my theory is, and I still hold on to it, service is the ongoing end of true godly discipleship. And we need to let our people go and equip them. Tell them what you know. What did you learn? How can you uh, reproduce that in others and help them to have that experience and that relationship with Christ that they're serving? And they're not doing it just out of penitence. They're doing it as unto the Lord, being part of the body of Christ. No useless parts. All those things. And how much more that will help us in ministry and I run into it a lot, and I did in denominational service, and pastor after pastor. I don't have enough volunteers. I don't have enough volunteers, so I'll, I'll provoke your audience a little bit, and I would look at a friend if they were a friend, and they could handle it, and they knew that I loved them, and that I knew that I wasn't trying to be a thorn in their side, but I'd look at them, and I'd say, that's your fault, and they would kind of blow a gasket, and well, what are you talking about? It's my fault. How is that my fault? These people are carnal. They're not motivated. They don't love Jesus, or they volunteer in the nursery. You know, they, they had their ammunition. They were ready to go. I said, have you trained them? They won't share their faith. Do they know how? They won't tie it. Have you ever talked about that? I, I, and you, the answer oftentimes was, hmm. You know, we have to reflect a little bit. Have I truly equipped my people, the people that God has given me to care for? Don't presume that they don't care. Don't presume that they don't want to serve. Have you ever considered that they may not know what to do right. or how to do it? And right. do they even have permission to do right. it? Right. That's another point. Right. right. So <laughs> expose who God is and what his truth is. Encourage everyone you can and uh, the third E today for me would be equip them. You are robbing the deeper relationship that they could have with God by not equipping them and encouraging them then to serve in the kingdom of God in some form or another. So, wow. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you for tuning in to part A of my interview with Jim Dunn. I hope you'll listen to part B. In part B, he's going to share a story from World War II that helps pastors and ministers of all types remember why they should keep going and not give up.